You are listening to 2M Creative Labs with me, Mason Clanza, and Juan Migs. So to get started, why don't you just tell us who you are and uh, what do you do? Uh, hey, I'm Mason Clanza. I am a UX and UI designer currently at IQmetrics doing their uh, mobile POS stuff. How did you get started into graphic design and UI UX? What got you into it? What what was the draw? Uh, so uh, at the start, I wasn't totally up for graphic design or UI design. Like I had no idea it existed. <laughs> really, I just wanted to be an art teacher going through uh, high school. But my art teacher talked to me. He's like, that's a horrible idea. Don't do that. <laughs> And he told me that a Red River had an excellent graphic design program. And um, yeah, it's kind of started from there. And uh, ever since I got into design, I just loved it and never looked back. Wait, so your art teacher <laughs> said no. Even, what? Yeah, he said there wasn't much money in okay. <laughs> teaching art and stuff. Like he enjoys it, but he wouldn't recommend it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to really like be into it, I guess. Yeah, you also have to like kids and teaching. <laughs> and I found out recently I really don't like kids. So really, yeah. <laughs> what was the what what made you realize that? Uh, I have a ton of little cousins, and they're all just the worst. <laughs> Everybody says you would like really like your own kid i don't sure i don't know i'm also not into kids yeah so i can relate no we'll see whenever i plan or do have kids maybe i'll change but for now it's a kidless world <laughs> <laughs> it's nice right yeah um that's so interesting because i think um even like not on our teacher but my teachers in high school has always told me is like you have to really enjoy this job because not only does it not pay well the hours are crazy <laughs> You yeah. do get a summer break, which is more than what most jobs have. Yeah. But yeah, like I guess you have to have a passion for it. Yeah. Do you still do like any art uh, illustrations besides just graphic design? Uh, as much as I can, like I have to make time for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I have this huge Cintiq at home that I just do digital illustrations on. And most of the time it's just for fun and it's, I don't, don't go out of my way to create illustrations for people and get money for it. Maybe I should, but I don't know. They're pretty nice. Yeah, it, it's mostly for just a hobby and just to do when I have extra time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because like a lot of it is very video game related too. <laughs> yeah. Is that like something that you kind of mix into your style? Um, I, I know I asked this because uh, one of my architecture friends, he was talking to me yeah. and he said, yeah, like uh, as much as I like... Um, architecture, I also want to mix in my other passions into how I create things. So like thinking about things like circuit boards or just like video game structure, hmm. um, which is interesting, but I'm not sure if that's something that, you know, if that's an influence that you have. I'm not sure. Mostly I just draw things that I'm doing. Like I was planning on creating some art for the new Spider-Man that just came out because, oh man, it was so good. Was it? Yeah. Mysterio is just the, the best villain so far. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I mean, you're going to watch it. <laughs> would totally recommend watching it. But we can, we, we can talk about uh, Spider-Verse. Oh man! That what movie, do you think about holy... that? Because like, like visually, I thought it was insane. Yeah, everything about that movie was incredible. Like the, the animation styles and just oh, it's so cool. There's no motion blur in the entire movie. Everything was just every frame of that movie is. It could be like a comic strip or oh, it was so good. Yeah, the art direction is just amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I watched it on a plane, like on my way oh, back. So obviously the quality wasn't <laughs> as good, but I was so blown away by the visuals. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the theaters the opening day. I couldn't, yeah. couldn't not watch it. Are you a big Spider-Man fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know what it is. Like, what... Somebody asked me why... What is it about Spider-Man? It's that anyone can be Spider-Man. It's not just, like, Peter Parker wasn't destined to be Spider-Man. It was anyone could have walked into that um, research facility, got bitten by a spider, or it, it could have just been a random spider biting somebody and... They just put on a mask and they're Spider-Man. It's oh. not like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Or that's why I think it's why. <laughs> no, that makes sense though. And I mean, that was a big, that was a big thing. And actually, probably should have prefaced that. But whatever, go watch the movie <laughs> if you're like into like visuals and aesthetics and yes. even the comic book style. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, my eyes were super happy watching the whole thing. Oh yeah, it's just a very vivid yeah. movie. I want to like take uh, stills or just like kind of storyboards from the from that uh, movie and just like turn it into small reels and stuff because it was just so good. Like, yeah. like him like right in front of Tombstone. It's just, duh. Yeah, I could I could gush about it the Fan whole time. Girl for the entire podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did you buy anything recently that uh, has impacted your life in like a big way? Um, if you watch the vlog, there is a footage of me on my boosted board that I just bought and I've used it almost every single day for the past like two and a half months just commuting to work and back and impacted me because I hit this huge rough patch on a bike path and took a huge bail and cut up like my hands, my <laughs> elbows and my knees. It just totally disintegrated my pants because it scraped it yeah it was pretty bad Eesh. it was a uh, more blood than i'm comfortable with <laughs> jesus i saw some uh, i saw some of your on your story I was yeah like, Holy. it was pretty bad yeah but that's okay because my girlfriend's a nurse so she had all of the supplies to patch me up and i'm basically back to normal <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah one of those little perks of having a nurse girlfriend yeah that sounds nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> always feel it yeah being treated and stuff mm -hmm. um does she come into a role in any way shape or form with your uh, graphic design work ui ux stuff or like do you bounce off ideas or as a um, test audience is that something that you guys kind of yeah so she's not really into design or any of that kind of stuff but she has more of an outside perspective on most of the things that i'm working on so She'll just tell me if something looks off or just looks weird because I've been staring at something for so long. Mm -hmm. There's no way I'm going to catch these little things that someone who hasn't seen it sees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, fresh eyes are always good for anything design-related. Right. Yeah. It's almost better that someone that doesn't have a design perspective sees your work because the little things that you nitpick about are only things that you nitpick about because like nobody else really cares about how far a certain element is from another it's as long as it looks good and communicates what you're trying to communicate yeah <laughs> dude that's some that's some words of wisdom that's, a, that's the kind of <laughs> stuff that i would clip and then put on later or like at the start of the episode yeah sure <laughs> what um how can somebody communicate like better messages and like what what do you focus on essentially um pretty much like question. uh 
I guess just keep it simple, like mm-hmm. focus on the direct thing that you're trying to communicate and don't have too many ideas wrapped into one thing, like have one strong message in like the logo or the poster that you're doing and don't overcrowd it with other things that don't really make sense to have it in there. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a very minimalistic kind of yeah. approach to it, right? Like very functional yeah. And like, yeah, like keep it simple. Yeah. Like if there's one clear path to do something, don't have multiple ways to do one thing because then it just gets confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Like when you, when, when I hear it, like a clear path, I, I jump into like a UI kind of yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, is that something that you more lean into or more into like logos and, graphic design things um is it be just because the nature of your job is more into the ui thing or what do you what are you more or are you, i guess they're just in unison uh i guess you could just put it towards your entire life like keeping everything as simple as you can you don't want to create um uh tension between anything in your life you want it to be simple and uh there's a quote from the office that i usually play in my head it's called uh kiss or keep it simple stupid so yeah that's kind of what i run by all the time you always got to take a step back and think of is this the easiest way to get to something that you need what episode is it i feel like i should have seen this i've I've just started watching oh man uh i couldn't tell you which episode it's from but yeah (laughs) do you watch the office like while you're working and stuff yeah it's pretty much background noise of my entire life when I get home. Really? Yeah. So it's going to be really sad whenever they take it off. Oh, no. Yeah. It's supposed to leave on the in 2021. What? Yeah. Like on- because NBC wants to make their own streaming service or I don't know. Right. But it's probably for the best that I <laughs> got yeah. that addiction. I don't know. I've, I've, so I've been recently watching it and yeah, like whenever I'm editing, um, usually just photos, I put it on and mm-hmm. it's, there's something about, yeah about it. I don't understand what, like, I'm just so hooked into it now. It's, yeah. It's, it's scary. I don't, I don't understand how it just works like that. It's a really easy show to digest and just mm-hmm. play in the background. So it's pretty fun though. What's oh yeah. A, it's super funny. Yeah. What's something that you, besides like keep it simple, stupid, kind of you go back onto? If you're trying to create something, there should be a goal to what you're trying to go for. So like, like when you're playing chess or something, you always want to try to get that checkmate. And Mm -hmm. instead of like, I watched somebody play chess while I was at the cabin on the weekend and they were trying to go for killing other pieces and stuff. And then they were just missing the checkmate almost every single time i'm like you're focusing on the wrong thing here dude but you can't tell someone they're playing chess wrong because it's not how you play chess yeah right but basically just keep your eye on your on the goal Mm -hmm. and don't lose sight of that what's what's your goal for the next little while man (laughs) it's it's a it's a broad question but like you can go you can take this anywhere i have no idea what i want to do right now is that overwhelming to you? A little bit. Yeah? It's a little like a little bit of feeling lost, but I'm sort of okay with it at mm-hmm. this point. As long as I'm staying creative and I don't know, I'm not unhappy, so there's that. Yeah. It's just 
the a feeling of lost yeah. direction. Just focus. just not not really directed at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine with it. But was it was it a lot worse? Like like when did you realize like I'm not really sure where this is all going? Like is that something that has always been around or I imagine not because that's kind of like when you go get out of school, you go get a job and yeah. that's kind of the path, but then Yeah. So it's probably after like a couple of years of being in a very comfortable job, you get that feeling of security and you don't really want to leave it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I am now. Yeah, just comfortable. Lost. That's not the right word. Comfortable is better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more to push into uncomfortable territory. Yeah. And telling people to like if there's something that's weird, you should you may be just getting too comfortable and yeah. you're looking for something but not sure what that is is but I don't want it to make it seem like being comfortable is a bad thing. You yeah. Know? I think it's important to find comfort, but also still be hungry for more. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. So like, obviously, if there's something you want to do, you should totally do it. And don't let someone else tell you, no, you have this stupid idea. But I don't know. I just don't really have anything that I want to pursue at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're just trying stuff out here and there. Yeah. Interesting. So then how do you stay creative um, with all the current work that you're doing for Acumetrics as well as I'm assuming you're doing um, freelance things mm -hmm. here and there? Yeah. How do you kind of keep that creative control as part of your life? Because I think that's very important for anybody that's in a creative field, yeah. if, especially if they're doing it as a career, um, you not always have the opportunity to be as free. Yeah. So whenever I find something that I really enjoy, like, or, or media or whatever, um, I like to create my own illustrations based around that same media. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so I've been super into Magic the Gathering for like a year and a bit now. Mm -hmm. And I like to like, draw my own artwork for cards that I have and then use them to play. Yeah, they're really, they're not on the same level as the artists that are there, or at least I think so. But I don't know, it's it's a way to just not think about work and get lost in a different fantasy world That's that cool. someone else created. Is that term illegal? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know, but I, that, I think that's so cool to like take your own card. Like obviously it's, you already have it. Yeah, as long as like the text and any of that stuff isn't altered or in any way as long as the art is the only thing that is different mm -hmm. it should be legal yeah i'm pretty sure i'm not really sure because people do use altered cards in tournaments so that's so cool who knows like i never thought about that because i mean i've never gotten into it i've telling i've told myself like i'm not going to get into magic because it's such a slippery slope oh it's very slippery right yeah and you, you just got in a year ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It, a year is, oh man, it's pretty bad. I spent way too much money on cardboard than I would like to admit. <laughs> yes. That's okay. We have different vices. Mine's camera gear, so. Yeah. But I feel like cameras are easier to talk to people about justifying spending money on. You think so? I don't know. There's a different stigma when it comes to spending like $1,000 on cardboard. <laughs> camera gear <laughs> that's true that's very true yeah yeah i mean i still get a lot of people asking me like how much is that camera like that thing looks 
expensive it's huge yeah. and everybody asks like how expensive it is first and yeah. it's the value you get out of what you're yeah exactly what you're buying right as long as you find value in what you're spending your hard-earned income on then it shouldn't matter what other people think but mm-hmm. everyone will judge you for spending like 200 dollars on a piece of cardboard <laughs> does anybody around your close circle kind of give you flack for or do they also play magic now too Oh man, everyone gives me flack about spending money on really? Magic the Gathering. Like my girlfriend, I'm pretty sure she doesn't like that I spend that much money on it. Oh, that's so funny. She lets me do it, so. Yeah. What about the boosted board? What was the what was the response, especially after the tumble? <laughs> was like, I told you not to. She was heckling me a couple days ago because I wasn't wearing my helmet, and that's fair. Um, so I'm glad I wore it when I fell, but... Uh, she understood that I was using it to commute to work and it was more okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she was a little disappointed that I spent this much money on a yeah. skateboard. That's so funny. But, yeah. <laughs> What's your game plan for the winter? The winter, yeah. I will walk because you can't boosted board in the snow. You think one wheels can go through snow? If it's like soft powder or packed down, I feel like they can. Yeah. I don't know what your traction will be like, though. Right. Interesting. You should try it out. You should buy one. I'll probably buy one. Maybe I can get one wheel to sponsor a couple people around <laughs> the city or something. Uh, if, uh, yeah, I'll send this over to one wheel and be like, yeah. yo, dog. Hey, one wheel. Yeah. Hook us up. How do you manage your time? <laughs> I really don't manage my time very well. And that's probably one of my weaknesses when it comes to design work, because I usually wait till the very last minute and pump out the work which is fine because i work really well under stress yeah but yeah when it comes to time management you just you just gotta do it you gotta buckle down even if it's something you don't enjoy do you know how long certain things take and just because you know you have yeah and so um it's like, you know, this task will take X hours. You know, you have what, like this much time, mm-hmm. more time than that's, than that's necessary. Do you just kind of let things get to as close <laughs> as possible? Then you crunch it out. Yeah. Um, I think it comes from experience. Like after a certain amount of years that you've been working in this industry, you kind of realize how long it takes to do certain things. So like, because I know it'll only take me like an hour or two to complete something i'll wait till the very last two hours but it's not a very healthy way to work yeah but has it ever been in the ass uh you're just like oh shit it's actually gonna take me well obviously with experience but oh yeah no totally it's it's bitten me in the ass like especially like during school and stuff there was this big illustration project and i ended up staying up till like five in the morning before class and it was due the next day oh it was the worst holy shit and I got a really bad mark on it because I waited so long. Yeah. But it, it never stopped you from doing no, that. No, it didn't stop me from doing that. Right. I still do that today and it's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's, I think it's really difficult. Yeah. Because you got to balance like personal life, work life, your freelance time, and then like your own personal time. Yeah. I said that already. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. You do quite a bit then. Like with the work nine to five and then doing freelance things mm-hmm. here and there. Do you get a lot of freelance work that takes up more than what you'd like and do you want more personal time kind of thing? Mm. Or is it just... I don't usually take on 
more than a couple freelance jobs because of having a, a job outside of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm I usually just work on it during the weekends or the odd times in the evening after work. But yeah, otherwise I'm just so exhausted, and I yeah yeah <laughs> interesting. Talk to me about the freelance life. Um, We've got a couple of people listening that are freelancers and mm-hmm. obviously everybody's got their own specific part of their journey. It's like, how do I get more clients or how do I charge more or whatever? Yeah. Um, well, how is that compared to your nine to five? Um, I guess nine to five, you, you know what you're going to be doing and people ask for certain things and you will just build it because you know, they want it. Yeah. But like freelance, it's, it's like the wild west out there. You, you got to actually go out and find it if that's something you want to do mm-hmm. but because I have my nine to five I don't feel pressured to find freelance work it's mostly word of mouth and people come to me mm-hmm. um, yeah I find that's been pretty helpful like to not feel that pressure like, yeah because I used to work as well mm-hmm. and to then do um, creative stuff as like a, a side freelance thing, it was so much easier to then say like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And like, you can say no to freelance work that you don't want to do. It's not going to hurt you, mm-hmm. but you don't have to accept every single job. Mm-hmm. Like you'd, you'd get pretty overwhelmed really fast if you did that. Yeah. But I mean, if you had to make a ton of money and you're in debt and you have a lot of bills, mm-hmm. maybe freelancing isn't the right way to go. Or just like, you know, take a bit, find a better paying job (laughs) and then do freelance on the side. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I was sitting at was like, you know, like doing all this freelance stuff, like I would be able to make my own hours and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But then as soon as you start thinking more into the practical realm, Mm -hmm. it might not always be the best move right now. Yeah. Right. And especially if you're starting out and you're not getting a lot, as much uh, clients as yeah. Like. Once you have your your clients and that built up thing, then for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a little tough to get there, and I'm not sure what a clear path is, yeah. what it, that looks like to get to that comfort zone for mm-hmm. freelancing. Yeah, I I listen to a lot of Christo. You ever heard of him? He's a designer, award winning designer, and he talks a lot about kind of how freelancers, designers can put themselves in a better position in the market and like Mm -hmm. put themselves in a better place in terms of stability. And yeah, just like being able to charge more, why you can, why she should be able to charge more. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's just like a confidence thing or like, you know, being ballsy enough to say like, I want this much money. No, for sure. It has a lot to do with confidence. Cause like, if you, if you don't seem confident and you throw out this big number, you're the person you're getting work from is not going to feel right giving you this amount of money. If you like, say your voice is all shaky and you, yeah. yeah, And you say, yeah, I want to, uh, like $130 or something, you know, or they're not going to take you seriously. But if you're upfront and you tell them like, this is your pricing and yeah, I don't know. It also helps if you have a very strong portfolio and they they can go somewhere to see that and see what you're actually worth. Mm-hmm. But Have you ever had any issues uh, when, in terms of <clears throat> putting that price out there and being like, oh, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, what for sure. You, yeah, what's the, what's the game plan for something like that? Um, I'm going through that now, yeah, too. I don't know. People, 
there's this, this weird stigma with people not wanting to pay that much for graphic design work because they think it's something so simple and easy. I don't know. It just, it depends on the person if they're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't want to pay your thing, maybe it's not worth your time. I'm not sure. Yeah. There are other people that understand that it's, it's worth the amount that they're paying for to have something beautifully made for them. Mm-hmm. But I've run into it a couple of times and I have for sure have dropped my price just to work with them, but I kind of stopped doing that after a while and it's not worth it because if they're not willing to pay for that, they're going to be those clients that ask for a ton of changes and all this stuff. And it's, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. It's the ones that, it's the ones that don't want to pay, but want everything. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Yeah. It's so difficult. I guess that's something that you will have to go through and figure out like oh, your yeah, own balance. For sure. Yeah. And it, it takes getting those clients to know that you don't need to do this or put yourself through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. Definitely a different kind of foray compared to a nine to five. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a confidence thing and you should just know your worth from the start. Um, yeah, it, it takes a bit of experience to know how much you're worth and how long it takes you to do something. <laughs> but I just think starting out, pick a price and then just keep increasing that until you feel comfortable about it. Mm-hmm. Like, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. Cause I'm figuring my stuff mm-hmm. out too. And and like, know if you want to be paid by hour or if you just have like a set price from the start. So like, if it's going to take you more than an hour, obviously set like hourly pricing, but if it's going to take you like 15 minutes on the weekend, you know, set a base yeah. price. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? I've been leaning more into, so like the Christo thing talks about value-based pricing, mm-hmm. especially with things like logos. It literally might take you 15 minutes to make a logo. Yeah. yeah. But the value that they would be, we, we were talking about this, um, we were having donuts. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want me to, you want to pay me 50, a hundred, two hundred dollars for this logo, but mm-hmm. you're going to be using it. On- yeah. You're going to be using it forever. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's up to the person. I'm not sure how you find mm-hmm. that value. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's difficult. That's so hard. Like even for me, like I'm doing wedding f- photos every now and then. It's like, I don't know how much <laughs> your, these photos are worth to you. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it, I think it's timeless when it's something like that, but how often is someone going to go back and yeah. read I, I photos? I always wonder that. It's like, yeah. do people actually go back to their old wedding photos? I've heard people do it like almost every week mm-hmm. and I've heard people like never look back yeah. on it and they're like, why did I even? Like the, the wedding video that you create or something, you're going to put it on social media and then you're going to rewatch maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel about capturing anything when it comes to that. Yeah. But I mean, we would watch Spider-Verse and I'd probably watch Homecoming (laughs) like twice. That's a movie though. That's, that's different. What if you could capture those life moments or something in that regard, the way that you, the way that you would look at a movie, you know, it's like, What's something that you go back to and watch? Like The Breakfast Club? I don't know. 
well, the office the is office. up there. Yeah. The office is up But that's there, a TV right? show. It's made to be ingested constantly like that. Whereas like a, a wedding video is more sentimental and it's mm-hmm. something very personal. Like my wedding video is not going to be something you would want to watch every weekend or, and vice versa. Like it, I'm not hurt by that and it, right. that's totally fine. But yeah, it's not meant to be that. Like, if there was some kind of commentary or comedy built into it, maybe, but... Mm-hmm. No, like, that, a, like a pull you aside during the whole... Yeah, like, and get, like, interviews sequence, and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. That that seems like... I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. That, that's going to be second of mine. It's like, I'm going to turn this person's... This, this couple's wedding video into a movie yeah. feel so that their entire family will sit down yeah. over the weekend and be like, yo, grab the popcorn, grab the candy. Yeah. We're going to watch this <laughs> five minute reel of you guys getting married. Cause you would have to record the entire thing first and then have like a transcript of everything that happened and then go to those specific people and ask them these questions about mm-hmm. what they thought about that one moment and then cut it like the office or something. But that would be hilarious. That'd be pretty cool. I wonder if that could be marketable. Just like we want to make a a, a short, thirty minute like NBC episode of your <laughs> wedding. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, well, something to think about. What is something that you would tell someone as advice? Who say they came up to you in the street and said, "You know, I really like your work. I want to do what you're doing, or I want to be like you." Like for, to get into design or... Yeah, to get into design, to illustration, to UI, UX, whichever you're comfortable Mm. giving advice for. Like they said, like that's what they want to do and they want to learn from you. Hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, When it comes to something like design, I think you have to be obviously interested in it and that's probably why they're talking to me, but... um, just go out and see what other people are doing. Um, constantly try to stay creative, like uh, keep a, a doodle book or a sketchbook in your back pocket or something and just draw and doodle as much as you can. Always practice. Um, I don't know. Just try to try to stay creative as often as you can. I don't really have any advice other than like go to school, learn all the philosophies and all that stuff. But then, or you know, you don't even have to go to school. You can learn everything on the internet now. You can self-teach yourself design by going to like YouTube and watching tutorials on typography and layout. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> There's tons of schools of thought on that. Schools of thought <laughs> and like going through train of thought. Yeah, yeah, train of thought on going into like school design school mm-hmm. uh photography i am going to be the one that's saying fuck photography classes <laughs> but oh no yeah totally i feel like school is a waste of time when it comes to certain things but learning the history and the philosophy behind everything school is is great because mm-hmm. you have that that class and a bunch of people that you're also also interested in the same things that you are yeah so it's nice to be in that group mm-hmm yeah, I wouldn't discredit school, especially if that's the way that you learn best. Yeah, totally. Um, but not, it's not for everybody. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you have to go in that same path. Yeah. Do you keep a sketchbook or like a little notebook in uh, your pocket? So I have this uh, sketchbook that me and my friend usually like hand off to each other. So like... I remember this. Yeah. I remember this in the office. So like every 
I don't know, every two weeks or something, I'll get the sketchbook back from her and there'll be a new watercolor or a new ink painting in it. And then I'll give back to her and then we'll just keep doing that. But recently she, she moved to, uh, <laughs> to Europe. So I can't really do that with her anymore. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's fine. I still have it. I'll probably ship it to her when she has a permanent, <laughs> permanent place of living. Right. Yeah. Whereabouts in Europe? Just out of curiosity. I am not sure. She's backpacking and oh, cool. she's somewhere in Dutch, Deutsch, Deutsch. I don't know what that is. Or is where do they speak Dutch? Netherlands? Netherlands? Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, she's in the Netherlands. That's cool. Yeah. That's such a cool, like, I remember seeing you guys pass around a, a little notebook. Um, yeah. And I was just so amused by, like, you could see different people's art styles and yeah. kind of that that notebook filling up with all that kind of talent. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I also did it with Serena. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, yo, this, yeah. this is the <laughs> coolest, like, sketchbook I've ever seen. Yeah. That's cool. Is it you find... I don't know. Like, I if I got that notebook, I was like, this is pretty intimidating because I have to look at all these. <laughs> oh, yeah. Things. Seeing other people's artwork, it's like, wow, you guys put a lot of work into this. And mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't. But no, it's you just have to get over that. And everyone has their own style. And no one is judging you. Like, yeah. I find that it's so true. Like, we spend a lot of time thinking that other people are judging us. Yeah. But they're way more focused on what they're thinking about. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing, like, leave your ego at the door. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you take an element from something, just be honest that you took it from somewhere and no one will care. Like, obviously, if it works somewhere else, it's going to work for what you're doing. Yeah. I always try not to, but I know certain things just work really well. Yeah. Maybe I'm just bullish on certain things yeah. and I don't want to be that guy. That, it's like, um, I was talking to Serena the other day. It's like, if I'm ordering from a menu... And somebody orders an item, like that's not on the list anymore. Mm. Like I'm not going there. No. I know that's good. It's yeah. probably what I actually wanted. But if somebody ordered, I don't want it. Mm. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Yeah. But that's just me not wanting to copy people. <laughs> Gotta um, be different. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what universal skill is important for creatives to learn? I think communication is probably huge for anything really, not just design related. Like you have to be able to talk to somebody about anything. Yeah, yeah. communication's huge, whether it's like over email or over the phone or in person or, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good, I like that. And two more things. What kind of bear is best? Oh my God. Black bear. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, where can we find your work, support you, and follow you? So mostly I'm just on Instagram at Mayshawn Carranza. Spell it up. M-A-S-H-O-N-C-A-R-A-N-Z-A. -A -A. Yes, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the only place you can find me on social media because... I do not like Facebook for any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Anything else you want to wrap this up with? Um, not really. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thanks for uh, coming on. This is, this yeah. is awesome, man. If you like this episode, hit that five star on iTunes, share it with your friends, subscribe and get notified when the next episode drops and send us a message. Let us know what you think and we'll see you in the next one.